Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Y'all want good news? What's today? Wednesday. Ooh, Who okay. wants good news on a Wednesday? I always enjoy good news. And now, Lucas, he lives for the, the bad news, you know. Quite an accusation. <laughs> what did he say? That's quite an accusation. Oh, oh. <laughs> Say all bad news. Now, whoa, 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 my bad. Let me take it back. He he loves to hear bad news about other teams and not necessarily Titans or the Vols. Well, bad news can be good for business sometimes too. Yeah, I mean, I was on the radio in Knoxville during that 2017 coaching search. That was nothing but bad news. Oh yeah, but I bet y'all's ratings were uh, <laughs> the highest in the history of ratings. Lines loaded from start to finish every hour why, of every day. Why people love to hear bad news? <sighs> Lucas, you're young. Why? Do- People, people, like love to be, people like to be outraged, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like when we, we do Titans talk back, right? Are, are the lines more loaded when the Titans had a really lose. bad loss or were a comfortable yeah. win? They do. We're here a lot longer when they lose. Do they want to just be miserable? I mean, they want other people to be miserable because they're miserable? I think when people are upset, they want to they vent about it, right? They want to oh. – when they win, they're, they're happy. They can go on about their day and enjoy the win. But when they lose, they're, they're pissed off. They want to tell someone about it. Ooh. And they tell you about it. Oh, my. Man, huh. I wonder if I should, I should take that same uh, approach. Just come up with some bad news. You and me are too. <laughs> you and me are too happy. You and me are too happy. One time, hey, one time I got a tweet from somebody, and the guy said, "You can't be this happy. This isn't real. Stop being so happy." <laughs> I was told by that. Somebody told me that on social media. That's been a while ago. You can't be this happy. This can't be real. Stop it. Stop being this happy. Person's oh, probably wow. not very happy. Yeah, that person's not happy. Yeah. Hey, man, you're trying to enjoy life. We only get one shot at it, right? One shot. <laughs> and, I mean, it can close down. It can close up shop any day. And here's the thing. Look, the three people, I, I can see two people. I can see Blaine and I can see Lucas. Who's the third person? Well, me. Oh, I thought I'm you were the third about person. That, that Coach Mac uh, bobblehead. Giant, <laughs> like the life-size bobblehead. Giant poster. <laughs> here's the thing. For two hours a day, which is the window that we get on the station, our deal is this. We want you to come here and forget your problems. Yeah. This we want this to be a break for you. Like there's, you turn on the news or you turn on anything in the world, you can get plenty of stuff. And as Lucas pointed out, there's lots of people who like they like to be outraged. Oh. We're not trying to outrage. We're trying to give people a place to go. And I, I would imagine if you listen to every show on this station, everybody's trying to be entertaining, give you a place to go, and just kind of park your mind for a few hours. I mean, we made that decision from the beginning. Let's yep. just go on there and have a good mm-hmm. time. That's yeah. the first thing you said when yeah, we, we started. Yeah. Hey, man. We work together before. We both like to have fun. Let's just have fun because if we have fun, everybody will have fun. And that's pretty good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just made me think of an idea, though. This is uh, kind of intuitive what you're saying. When the news comes on, that's the regular news on any channel, they should start letting callers able to look in on a stream or get to call in about anything that they're talking about. How about that? And you will see their rating skyrocket. Because basically that's what we're doing on radio with calls or let alone on the streaming and you can see everybody's comments and everything else. Right. They should, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, the news should start that. Like fine bomb, but on CNN? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> There's a little bit of that on like the News Channel 5 Plus type show. You think that'll work? Stuff like that. I think it'll work. You think it'll work? Okay. Hey, man, a news director at 6.30, instead of running a game show or whatever, say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do another 30 minutes, and you call in and take part in it. We're going to tell you everything, give you the weather, give the sports guy a minute and a half or whatever you get. I used to be a TV sports guy 
my my number, my time window got smaller and smaller. But yeah, six thirty is what we're gonna do. Then we open up the phones. Yeah, I used to do sports too with old Hope Hines and uh, Steve Lehman. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm trying to see. You know, I need a computer in front of my face so I can see what everybody's saying about what we're talking yeah. about. But I don't have a computer in front of me, so I have to bring my uh, laptop. I guess. Alex says, come here to escape your problems and hear this is in his own TV chat. Come here to escape your problems and hear about the Titans instead. Exclamation mark. <laughs> then, then he says, and then the Titans problems become my problems. problems right. <laughs> That's exactly right, it. I, I say good news. Here's the good news. Uh, our buddy John Burton from News Channel 5 uh-huh. tweeted this out. Wait. Video of, and let me say no, this one. Johnny, more. Johnny. Johnny B, Johnny, Johnny Burton, B. the swollest member of the media. He and Mike Oregon, swole. Oh, are they? Are they that swole? Oh my gosh, swole. Ooh, okay. Both of those guys are swole. Yeah. So a lot of bench press. Oh, they are the kings of the media <laughs> bench press. The both of those guys are swole. Tweeted out video of Julio Jones. What? That was a sighting. He was he was sighted. Exactly what you said. For two weeks. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Man, they must be best buds. Okay. So if you're new to this show, so somebody told me a couple of weeks ago, actually three weeks ago, and I shared this the week that somebody somebody told me this. Little bird. Little birdie. Yeah. Little falcon birdie. Little fal- <laughs> <laughs> this little falcon birdie said, hey, man, um, coach said uh, Julio was hurt, didn't play in, at the end of this game. And I said, yeah. And he goes, he's going to be hurt. And I said, oh. And he's like, yep. If you tell somebody they're hurt long enough, they're going to be hurt. He said, he's going to be hurt. He's probably not going to play against the Jets because he's hurt. I said, oh, man. He said, he's probably going to be hurt when the Jags roll around, too. I said, oh, man. He goes, yeah. He goes, I bet that guy's going to be really well, though, when Monday Night Football comes on. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. So, hey, man. No way. He told me three things. He told me, going to miss the Jets game. I'm going to, like, do we have a sound effect for, like, that got done? Anything? He said, going to miss the Jags game. He said he will be back to practice the following week. All three have been right. Hey, try Lucas, that was Johnny on the spot with the ding there. The ding dong. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I think that's good for uh, all us Titans fans, though, and people who support the Titans. So hopefully he'll stay healthy and – do what he's paid to do, all those big bucks, and uh, help us uh, steal a win from the mighty Bills and Bills Mafia so we can <sighs> shut them down. Mm-hmm. No tables. Do not bring any tables to the premises by the stadium, Titans fans, because Mafia will try to jump on them and break them. Bills but, Mafia. I'll just say this. like If you own a table outlet, some guy comes in there in a Buffalo T-shirt. Just say, we're out. Right? If you like, you know, the wholesale table store. A bunch of people come in there and bills closed. Just say, hey, man, uh, sorry, credit card machine's down. and We're not taking cash right now. Just don't sell them any tables. And they can't transport them on an airplane. How do they get tables when they get to a city? How do they fly to your city and buy a table? Well, they just go to... Uh... Uh, Walmart or Target or somewhere. <laughs> Which is, I was going to say Kmart, but that didn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, once you sell them the table, they can do whatever they want with it. It's yeah, about them they can do breaking the they table want, before man. they, they buy it. They can get them anywhere. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. 
a lot of people are going to make some money selling their tickets to the Bills fans. And, hey, man, it's a capitalistic world that we live in. But holy cow, it'd be fun for that place to sound like it used to sound. Or, I mean, there may be a handful of other teams' fans because that's just inevitable. But there wasn't a whole lot of fans in there once upon a time of the other teams' fans. It'd be real loud. Oh, no, I think the Titans fans going to show up. It's, it's Monday night. Oh, yeah. This is a big one. The perception of the Titans could drastically flip right upside down. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of a sudden, watch Tannehill get some time to throw the ball. Oh, then magic can happen with A.J. Brown. Julio Jones. You you have been on this, though, for a couple of weeks now. Just any time the bills came up, you have been very quick to point out. It's like eight, nine guys on that defensive line, and they all want to kill you. <laughs> they're not even blitzing. Like, they're, yeah, they're they, they, don't, they didn't blitz. Answer. Kansas City, and that's the kryptonite for Kansas City that you said before the Super Bowl last year. You said Bucks are going to win. Kansas City can't block them. Too good. They don't even have to. They won't have to blitz. They will get them with four people. Yeah. And oh my gosh, did they get him with four people? And that was the recipe to take the Chiefs down. If you're an AFC team, you just saw it. But I mean, that's what I was saying going into the game. That's that's the way to build. And that's actually what the Titans are actually trying, trying to, to do. do. You know, just Dupree is not healthy yet. Yeah. So if you had him with the play of Landry. The way he's been playing, you go, uh-oh. Now, I mean, you may not have an eight-man rotation, but uh, you at least have a, a front four that can really get after. Well, I want to weigh in on any of this, uh, this stuff. We have Jordan Dejani. He's coming up today uh, in the second hour of the show at 2.20. Whole first hour is open phones, whatever you want to talk about. By the way, Lonzo just said us in the Zone TV chat. Mickey, are you sure your buddy isn't Julio Jones? <laughs> He's right too much. I didn't know you knew Julio like that, man. You got Julio's number. Can you give it to me? But, uh, pass it along. Pass it along. I, I got I to ask him for a loan. Got it from Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I got Just it saying, from Shannon man, Sharp. Falcon birdie flying around. It sometimes oh, likes to talk. Man. Uh, a Sharp. Uh, we'll get you updated. There's some Brett Kern news or some Ty Sambrilo news. And then a, a, a player that a bunch of people liked here before who's a local guy, Milan, Tennessee. Yeah. Avery Williamson is back. So we'll get into that. Also, phone lines open. Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. You want to talk Titans? Uh, we will do that as well. Uh, hear from Mike Vrabel uh, next. I know Lucas has got some of his stuff. We'll do all that coming up. It's Blaine and Mickey. It's 104.5 The Zone. It's hump day. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Talking some Titans in this hour. Hope to hear from you. Mark Speed Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. Julio Jones practicing. This tweet has subsequently been taken down by our friend Johnny Burton. Got to wait until practice is over. So... Oh, yeah, this is the reason why I don't do any tweeting about if and if I was at practice. I I don't know. I get tired of trying to navigate through all the rules, what you can and can't do. If you watch practice, then you're out there like, okay, uh, I'm watching practice. You can't you say anything. To, why do you have to wait till after practice? You can watch 10, 10 minutes, I think, on Friday, 20 minutes on the other days, but you can't say anything until they're done. Then you can then you can tweet, like, here's a video of of Derrick Henry stiff-arming a dummy. Uh, after practice. Yes, and, and these five guys didn't practice today, but not until after practice. So that video was out. Now it's not out, but it'll be out again later. So uh, 
I'm, I'm getting real technical here. After practice is immediately when they stop. Mm-hmm. The last play. Yep. So when I would go to practice, I would stand there with my phone full of stuff, videos or whatever, and I would watch Jim Wyatt. And I would watch him take out his phone and da, 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 send. And then I would go, okay, now it's okay. Because he works for the Titans, so I figure if he does it, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tweet till I saw that he had tweeted. That's when you asked him that you can't do it to after practice. After practice. Well, they sent us all the rules, but. Uh, it's a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever asked, see, this is me. I'm sure you didn't. Why is that the rule? See, that I was the why guy. Yeah. yeah why is it that? Why does it matter before or after practice? Like, why couldn't you tweet it out? What What, what is the difference? And I'm sure somebody give us an explanation, but I would love to hear why. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. What, what? What? Why does it matter? If he when he got he might have got hurt uh, during individuals that you filmed and you tweeted out, well, then they would come out and say, "Hey, he got injured in practice." Yeah. So. so I'm sure there's some logical reason. There has to be a reason. I don't. I don't know what it is. I, so and it stays I, uniform. Everybody tweets it out at the same time. You get barraged on Twitter. All the people <laughs> of all the the Julio Jones and AJ Brown and Avery Williamson's back in town. Yeah, we get it all at once. They want you to do it all at once. What do you think about? Um, <laughs> Nobody cares. Well. I, and and when they practice at the stadium, let's say when everybody can go, uh-huh. I remember asking. So what about today? Because there's there's you know fifteen thousand people in here and everybody's got a cell phone. They said, oh, today you can just tweet what you see as you see it. I still didn't tweet anything till I saw Jim Wyatt tweet because I thought I just want to make sure I heard that right. So I'm not going to even ask you who you ask, but I would have been like, well, what's the difference in today <laughs> and then at another practice? That this is practice. Well, I guess because that was a scrimmage. It's because there were so many people there, and they could tweet about it. So just people could just come right, to the random scrimmage. people, yeah, fans. Just mm-hmm. Any fan could come and tweet. So if they can all tweet, then you know the twenty-five people, thirty media members, then they should be able to not be the only people who couldn't tweet about it while it was happening. Okay, all right. I like to be first to the punch, man. So I want as soon as I saw somebody practice, boom, boom, mine's out first. I got you. I was the first one to tweet it. Guy gave me my disclaimer. <laughs> I did it first. They all get all upset of who did what. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, a, it's exhausting. A, it's exhausting. I can't, I can't even tweet during a game. <laughs> I, I can't even do it. Like I'm like, well, everybody else is going to see what I saw. I'm just probably going to say it a little bit different, but uh, nah, that's cool. Uh, I'll just not tweet during a game. I'll just watch the game. I can't, my fingers aren't that fast. It, when, you know, some of them will go in different directions, too, so sometimes it didn't hit the right key. The The... <laughs> The amazing ones are the people who can stand at a press conference while Mike Vrabel or Ryan Tannehill or somebody is talking, and they can hear every word they say while they tweet out sound bites of what they're saying. Yeah, that's. I can't do that for anything. I, I just have to sit there and make notes and then tweet out the notes afterwards. Okay. So we got some callers. Yeah, let's get to Curtis in Nashville. Wants to talk Titans Bills. What's going on, Curtis? Hey guys, thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, so the, the couple of things that came to my mind when you uh last segment you guys were talking about you know that the bills haven't really had to, to blitz yet that much this year um uh-huh. the Titans have been getting blitzed like crazy on a third down they can't seem to stop it so i wonder if the, the bills are going to change that game plan mm. uh, and then the second thing i wanted to hear y'all's opinion about too is if for whatever reason the, the titans don't win the game 
what would uh, be a an uptrend though to, to walk away from this game of money? Be like, okay, cool, we're we're in a, a much better position. I guess what would make y'all feel comfortable um, if we don't win? Uh, so what's a good losing effort that would make you guys think like, okay, the Titans are going the way that they should? Uh, I'll hang up and I'll listen. Thanks, guys. Man, that's a that's I like deep. That. I like that. Well, yeah, he was uh, right. A lot of people have blitzed the uh, Titans. On the other side of that, I don't I don't recall the Titans blitzing a lot mm-hmm. uh, on defense. Not like in the past. I think. Uh, Pease was definitely a little more creative a couple years ago. So uh, I think a comfortable loss is when you say, okay, our offense and our defense and special teams all played pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And they just were the better team and they beat us. And, you know, it's not a blowout, but you maybe get beat by 10. I don't know. Uh, I just want them to look like they can compete for sure if you lose with the elite AFC team right now. They have to be the number one AFC team now at this point in time. So, yeah, uh, they're the team to beat. So, if you beat them, then you got to say, hey, we can play with the big boys. You know, everybody always questioning, oh, we play good against those teams, and then we play kind of average versus the mediocre to poorest team. So, based off of record. Uh, so, hopefully, they'll play their best. And if that's not good enough, that's all you can ask out of yourself. There, There's this whole thing. Uh-oh. Where people talk about um, uh, moral victories. And I'll say this. I, I don't believe in moral victories. I never have. But I, I do believe this. I think you can learn a lot in a loss. I don't, think you, I don't think you're ever happy that you lost. I don't think it's ever a good thing that you lost. I, but I do think things can happen and teams can get much better after a loss. I mean, I'm sure you never left a game and thought, well, that was a good loss. I sure learned a lot, you know. That's a nice moral victory. I'm sure you when you mad when you lost, you're mad. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I, I didn't care anything about that moral victory. Didn't even cross my mind. See me neither. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> nah, in NFL, that work. Uh, there is no moral victory anywhere. Yeah. Now you can say, hey, we can build on something, and, and that'll be behind the scenes in uh, the coaches' meetings and stuff of that nature. Nobody will ever say that uh, publicly. You're in this business, you either win or you lose. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't stand like a tie. That would just what the, the game should keep going until it's not a tie. Sorry, yeah, I don't want a tie. No, no. So you either won or you lost. That's it. You made a point, and and I, I reference because I'm I'm lucky enough I get to do pre and post game with Blaine and with Kevin Dyson. So I sit here with two NFL players, and I get to learn a lot of stuff. You guys have brought this up before about building a team to win the division. Like, look at the teams in your division that you're going to have to play twice and build a team to beat them. And you brought this up today, and you've mentioned this at least one other time about the Bills within the last few days because I remember you said it, and I made like a, a note on my notes. The Bills then said, okay, we are built to win our division. Now what do we need to do to finish the job? Okay, we're gonna have to beat the Chiefs because we've all said that. Well, the Titans gonna have to, have to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, got, so the Bills passion. went out and drafted a bunch of defensive dogs. Yeah, up front, up front to get after Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, to they say got that. an eight man rotation. Yes, that is it's pretty remarkable. They all probably play thirty, forty percent. You know, probably a little bit more, some a little bit less. But yeah, and they get after the passer and they just rush their front four. Pretty much, I haven't seen them blitz. I'm not watching them game to game or play to play. But what I've watched so far, I haven't seen any blitzing. At all. Uh, and it's funny, Leslie Frazier, who was my DB coach with the Eagles, was part of the late, great Jim Johnson, who 
was blitzing all over the place. Right. I mean, we did some unorthodox type blitz, and I have never done before. And I'm, well, I'm in my last year, and I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Man, does he know that such and such uncovered? He'd be like, oh, they're not going to throw that guy, and they would not throw to that guy. I'm like, what? Or we'll do where we only have two men as underneath players. He supposed to have, like, three. Right. Well, never, never seemed to find a way to expose it because they would get after quarterback. Quarterback was getting skittish. <laughs> I was like, man. We would roll coverages to Plaxico Burris, who was really an elite receiver, underrated, really good, and uh, they couldn't figure it out. Was he some kind of film wizard, or was he a matchup wizard, or some he's kind a matchup wizard? Okay. I would say. Okay, but he was a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I learned a lot though, and we're talking about a year ten, like do's and don'ts that I thought I knew. Mm-mm. There was definitely some do's that I thought were don'ts. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he did them. So, but you know, to your point though, how do you build to beat the better teams or the elite teams in your division, you know, or in the AFC? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they got. That's why they went out and spent the money on Dupree and Autry. They already had Simmons. Yeah, and then you got Landry. So they feel like, okay, our, 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 we got a front five. We can get after. It. We can rotate some some guys, give them some rest. We we're not too far. But I, I think that's what pressured them into. That move because typically when someone tears their ACL in December, that person is usually on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go back and look at history of the National Football League of anybody who signed a huge contract after tearing their ACL in December. That's why I said I would do a one-year deal. I would give him a big chunk of money, but it would have been one-year deal, maybe you know, ten million and another five million incentives, playing time, and you know, it shows if he's durable, if he's sure. if he's back. Into the flow, because you got to know that he was going to come back and and it was going to be a slow process. It's impossible. He's not going to defy all these odds that everybody else has done. And I don't care if he was a freaking nature. There's a lot of freaking natures out there. Right. Them, um, you know, they come back and they never the same guy, or they get close to it, and but they're still not quite there. Some guys come back and they're better because they know how to. They started like rehabbing both knees, you know, because it made it stronger. Because you start leaning on that other knee, and then you say, well, we want to build both legs. So yeah, that that one, that one there. So that's it's gonna buy him some time. He's they, I thought that you know Landry's bought him some time. Yes. Uh, so this this is exciting though. This is a big one here. You take the bills down, you're gonna shut up a lot of people. Sure. With all the negativity uh, that comes with you know the National Football League and critiquing every play and every move by a coach or who dress who doesn't. So we shall see. Speaking of that. Pass Umbrella is uh, no longer on the team. So, your man, Dylan Radins, who you're fascinated with. I'm fascinated. Every, with, with every road skills, leads to Dylan Radins. With Radin. his skills? <laughs> or or with him it. not playing? All of it. <laughs> the, the skills are what's going on with his skills. Yeah, yesterday the offensive line coach got asked about him, and he said, yeah, man, I feel like his time is about to come. Well, yeah, Ty Sambrello had retired. Sambrello, he retired. So, yeah, that was what we didn't know because we said, what does he know? I mean, why would well, he that just – because exactly. that's a weird way to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that in a backup role, though? So you still don't know if he he's said, going to start. He said he would, I'm going to hold up quotes, get an opportunity here shortly. Oh, that sounds like he's starting. Who's he starting? Oh. I mean, Roger Southall's been banged up. He's a guard. He's been banged you, up. I know, but we got an extra day, man. We just got to <laughs> you hold, hold your horses. We, we <laughs> Hey, I'm a, I'm just reading the tea leaves. Hey, there's a reason why he wasn't out there. I'm yeah. assuming. 
Yeah. Not all coaches get it right, but most likely I'm assumed that they got it right. So there's a reason why he wasn't out there or he wasn't developed quite where they wanted him to get out there. Now, they threw Davis out there before I thought they should. He wasn't ready. He was getting 20% rating yeah. by PFF. Uh, he got so better. He got, he's he got gotten reps. better. Yeah, yeah. He's got reps. He got live reps, and there's nothing that could duplicate that. So I, I don't know if you want that on, on Monday night for Tannehill's sake. But, uh, get Julio back. Hey, man, I'm going to throw it to you in one second. I'm going to say hut, and the ball's going to hit my hands, and it's going to go to your hands. No, no, no. Do not do that, Teddy. You go through your progression reads, and if your progression read is Julio number two, just go to him number one. You know, you find a way to get him the ball uh, to your point. Uh, so don't force it, but just try to make sure we get it in our playmakers' hands. And, you know, the same thing with A.J. Brown. Let's uh let's go back to Mark Spring Real Estate Hotline. Uh, Laura from Brentwood is on here. I think she agrees with you about something that she hates. What you got, Laura? Hey, Blaine. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I agree with you about the tying thing. They should just play till they win. I do agree with that. Yes. And I just wanted to know, tell you that I met you. My son played football with your son at Brentwood High, and I hope he's doing good. And go Titans. Yeah, How Titan, about that? Appreciate it. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, you know, and some players would probably, and coaches may disagree because leading to the other game, it could take a whole nother quarter to finish the game. Yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, well, dang, that led it to, you only have so many reps in you. It's like they always say you only got so so many uh, hits in you, or you got you know your your tires getting low if you're a running back. Mm-hmm. You only got you only got so much tread on those tires. Eventually, it's going to wear thin. So they're saying that's eating into other games and then your career. Sure, which is funny because I don't care about it in any other regard. Yeah, I can care less. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and guess what? I just said as a player, I don't care either. I want to win. I want to win. I want. I don't want to walk away and go, oh man, I gave this great effort and we tied. Woo, we'd like to get that tie. No, I'd rather win or loss. No. Did you Did you ever tie as an Oiler? No. Oiler, <laughs> I did play for the Titans. <laughs> well, I know, but, the, but we're talking about the Titans have never tied, right? Mm. Never mm-hmm. tied a game. No, since I they, never came tied. they gave it, they gave it how, the best they had. How about this, Apples? I've been ago. playing a long time. I never tied ever at playing any football, ever. Well, at ever. the other levels, the, the college games in overtime are some of the most fun. Oh, I the love College that. football overtime. Are they getting like on a 25 or whatever? Is the twenty? Is it the twenty five or the twenty? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey man, and and is it? and the way kickers are now, you don't get much yardage. Hey dude, good luck. <laughs> hey, good. send him out there. Good luck. See if you can kick one from here. College football overtime. I, I think the most intense thing. Okay. The Major League Baseball wild card game, I think, is the most bananas thing ever. Oh, that is I just intense. those things are so intense. The crowds too. The game seven of the Stanley Cup when it gets to that, is is just the most electric thing, too. And I'm sure, Lucas, you could give soccer World Cup-type examples. Penalty just, kicks. Penalty, penalty kicks. Oh, Thank penalty you. kicks, yeah. Penalty kicks in a huge game are just the most nerve-wracking thing ever. College overtime is not that it's that nervous, nerve-wracking. It's just entertaining. It's all get-out. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most fun thing. It's just so much fun to watch. But somebody <laughs> in the league that does not care about the health of its players, you, please – they're playing 17 regular season games. So Oh, and that number will get to 18, then 20 in my mind. It, I, and I believe mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You're flying yeah. people to London to play football in <laughs> soccer stadiums. And now Dusseldorf, I think, is next. They're saying they're going to send them to Germany, Lucas. Yeah, Germany, 
And when this new deal got signed 17 games, remember I dug up some article that said they're exploring more international options because they got a, another game that they can play with because then you got an odd game. So it's like, well, we're not taking a game from you, Blaine. We're not taking a game from you, Mickey. We're sending this sucker to Frankfurt mm-hmm. and not Kentucky. They're supposed to be in Mexico last season, right? And then that got nixed. Oh, I played in Mexico. And the Azteca? Yes. Nice. You played there more than once, didn't you? Yeah, those Oiler Cowboy preseason yeah, games. I was right? in that stadium to play in. Oh, yeah, sure I think it's huge. I, yeah, I used to have a backpack with the uh, Mexican uh, yeah, that I got there. How was that field? Horrible. <laughs> I knew it. Horrible. I, <laughs> I don't even know that as a word. <laughs> I mean, man, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to have to put in some long spikes because I'm tired of slipping and sliding. I mean, you know, they, you know, they had Emmett, Troy, Irvin, uh, <laughs> Alvin Harper, <laughs> Novacek. Right, and you're just throwing in Harper and Novacek, like, well, there's whole, all those Hall of Famers. <laughs> oh, by the way, also Alvin Harper. Oh, by the way, also Jay <laughs> Novacek. Oilers Titan or Oilers Cowboys? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was early in my career. I got, yeah, that was some that really was, good dudes. <laughs> they that pretty was, good. That was a thing that happened every Johnston. year in the preseason. The Oilers and the Cowboys would play. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that, I was like, hey, man, can we just play this down the road to San Antonio? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go that far to get beat. <laughs> and we used to actually do pretty good against them, though. Oh, those even, are- in the, even in the regular season, I'm talking about yeah. just a win-loss record. And that was when they were, you know, they were the king of the hill. They were winning our Super Bowls. Those were fun games, too. Oilers and, and Cowboys. I mean, that was those were fun games. Yeah. So and now that I would say it's probably like Titans-Texans, that kind of. Deal? If, if Amy Adams Strunk doesn't concoct these Oiler uniforms and wear them on the road in Texas for the first <laughs> time against the Houston Texans. Oh, that's why you had on your baby blue today? Yes. I'm always ready for Columbia blue. <laughs> hey, man. You knew you were going to talk about this today, didn't you? Oh, I mean, I'm always ready to talk about the Oiler uniforms. You know that. You wore them. I just like to talk about them. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is a weird quirk. Kevin Dyson was an oiler for a year, and we're doing the pregame show one day, and I'm just blabbing, 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 and Dyson wore that blue, and Dyson wore So we get to the end of the segment. We go commercial. Dyson's like, hey, man, I never wore the blue. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say that on the air, but I, I never wore it. I said, it was always what? all white. He said, the Tennessee my, oiler, right? the, my, he said, my rookie year, we wore white at home at Vanderbilt, and then we go on the road, and everybody wore their colored jerseys. He said, I never wore a blue jersey. Never wore it. For a whole year, I did not remember that quirk about you guys wearing all white that year. And this is the reason why I don't like the all white jerseys, even though they look decent. is because I felt like we were soft. In all white. All white. I was like, we wore them every week. <laughs> every week. Every week. <sighs> did you wear like, the blue pants at least, or was it all white? I never recall running, wearing it uh, at practice. Okay. Because y'all had blue <laughs> pants in yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had blue pants here, but I never remember wearing a... Uh, no. Nope. All right. Houston and Columbia, two town names. Houston is the person. Columbia is the place. Wants to talk Vols Ole Miss. Houston Hope will come to you straight out of this break. Yeah. Blaine and Mickey 1045 this yeah, that's what. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, Blaine reminded me, hey, man, you said all this stuff happened that we do. You got to talk about the stuff that happened. Blaine is our director of keeping me on track as well. <laughs> Please, his his job that. description is 
eight miles long. Director of content, director of abductus lunguses. Absolutely. He's our show orthopedist. Also, yeah, definitely the, that. I'm a doctor in my mind. Yeah. Well, it, what's funny is I, I've, I've referenced Dice like six times. We're doing a postgame show, and he's like, well, look, I'm not a doctor. And we're like, actually, you are. Yeah. yeah he's the doctor. Yeah, he's like, well, different kind of doctor. And we were trying to figure out some injury stuff. Uh, injury stuff. This is more good news. We started the show with good news. Here's more good news. Amani Hooker is in that window now to return. Oh, we can practice. Swish. So that's a that's a big deal. Amani Hooker uh, has a chance to come back. Ty Sambrilo retired uh, yesterday. Whoa, 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 whoa! He he. Re- I thought he was injured. Retired. Like he's retired. Like he retired. it had nothing to do with an injury. No, he's been beat up, but he's reserved. I thought retired. he had a foot injury or something. Yeah, he, he had some kind of injury, but he's like, hey man, yeah, just keep it. Somebody hit him in the head too long. All you had to do is say my foot's still messed up, but then you could have kept getting them checks. The checks never stop as, as long least as you're on the team. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they stopped. Really? Yeah. There's going to be some checks on this team that stop after this season. <laughs> I mean, we, we, yeah, we spent six sure. shows talking about that. Yeah. There's plenty of content there. Yeah. And it, it, some of y'all, it's just some of you people you really like, your favorite players. It's going to be some of them cats. It's not going to be back next year unless mm-hmm. some things change real quick. Um, but, um, Brett Kern has COVID, apparently. He's on the COVID list, which if you're on the COVID list, it doesn't mean you have COVID, so maybe he doesn't. It could be quarantine, but Brett Kern is on the COVID list. And he's got a shot, so he could be back. Hopefully soon, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Brett Kern, uh, who everybody was waiting to come back and punt, and the other guy's done okay, Johnny Townsend. That sounds like such an awesome game show host name. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just like Brett Kern as a punter name because he's a great punter. Uh, And then they re-signed Avery Williamson. Um, Mm. Fan favorite. I like Avery. He's a good dude. He's a great dude. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody tweeted, this will be good because he knows the system. He never played for Mike Vrabel. He left no, before he Mike Vrabel got here. So, right. I mean. Yeah, when he left and Vrabel got hired. Yep. Yeah. But uh, he's definitely, he, he's more of a run fit uh, linebacker, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he definitely is a key read type guy. I don't, I don't think you'll be seeing anything like Rashawn Evans is doing. I'm just calling that out right there. He's definitely not doing that. that. That's not how his game is built. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I'm talking about Rashawn Evans' game is kind of built on his athleticism, uh, uh, you know, his whole career, really, and not necessarily always being on point on keys and reads and pass, uh, you know, covering and everything else. Uh, so you better be great at something. You have to find your niche. Yeah. And that was his niche. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're seeing some chinks in the armor on his niche. Uh, and he was working on even pass coverage because I thought he had gotten better at those things. Uh, so, and I don't know if that just happened on those two plays or really one play that everybody put out there. And that's really a shame that we're talking about one play. I don't know if it happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. Not keen in and watching Rashawn Evans, but man, to get hit over the head uh, for one play is really ridiculous. I mean, you know, man, every time I got toasted, I would have got hit over the head for getting toasted. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hey, you, you make mistakes in a game sometime. I'm sure that would happen every single play, let alone they were getting run through. And everybody takes everybody on the defense not to do their job for the way he was. Robinson was running against them, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was just poor defense and people being irresponsible, not doing their jobs in their gaps. I mean, he's running through holes. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> that's on the player. So. Somebody's in the wrong place. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. let's get to. Got about a minute left. In yeah, Sombrello's retiring. That's kind of interesting. That that was kind of weird to me. Like, yeah. I've never seen somebody do that in the middle of a season. Why don't you just wait till the season's over? Right. So, like, is he is something else going on here that we don't know? Outside, I mean, it's not really dealing with him, per se, that he's pissed off about. I have no idea. 
he was gone. I mean, uh, dang, you're injured. Yeah. You could have let him put you on injured reserve. Sure. I mean, three more weeks of whatever you make per, per week, yeah? Maybe he's just tired of all the injuries. Well, could be. And, and that happens to guys. That, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of rehabbing. I'm tired of the mm-hmm. grind. You talked about rehab and how hard that was oh, yesterday. Let's get, uh, we got about a minute. Let's get Houston and Columbia, who was kind enough to hold. Thank you, Houston. What's going on? Hey, guys. I was just wondering, how should we feel about the Vols Saturday? I know Tennessee's put up 45-plus points in the past two games, but Tennessee in the past has not handled Hopwell. I've been to every checker kneeling game, I've had, and Tennessee's always faltered in them. Their one-and-three record speaks for that. Their only win was a 21-point deficit to Florida that came back in. I think it's a good measuring stick for Hopwell. He's had them playing great the last couple of weeks. Now he comes in in a night game in Neyland, uh step up in competition. I think it'll be a good game that we can learn a lot about this team and Hopwell as a coach. I just want to see y'all's opinion, and uh, I'll be in Knoxville Saturday. Let's go balls. Well, have a good time, man. That'll be fun. Oh, it's at night, too. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be, as the this is an old term now, lit at night. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, I I think they're going to win this game. And the reason why I say that is because I think their defense, and everybody's going to be talking about the offenses, right. which are prolific on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I think the Vols' defense is much better. I think uh, Ole Miss' uh, defense is ranked like 100 and something, 102. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Vols' defense is way better, and uh, actually they're – been playing better than people could have expected. They still need a legitimate, uh, I guess, consistent pass rush or rushers uh, besides the, the two that they really have. But, hey, yeah, I think their defense is far and better than uh, Ole Miss. So I'm going to give them in, and they're playing at home. I just want them to not get too hyped up. This is what happens to kids on a night game like this because it seemed like that's what was going on early, too. That's why they were making mistakes, and now they're not. They figured it out. Right. It's a night game. It's going to be it's gonna be crunk out there. It's going to be crunk. You know, don't make mistakes early in the game. But other than that, I, I think this is the easy one for me. I, I think the Vols win. I don't know if they win or not, but I'll, I'll look at this from a and, – and Lucas is going to start telling us we got to take a commercial break. I, I would look at this from an administrative standpoint. I, I hired a coach. I, we had to let a coach go. That's its own set of messes. I know we're not going to go from, you know, whatever Pruitt won. What was it? What did he win in his last year? Three. Three. I know we're not going to go from three to ten, probably not going to go from three to eight, but I do know this. They're winning the games that they're supposed to win. They're winning them convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like, they beat Missouri convincingly. Then they beat South Carolina convincingly. And here we are, and we've sold out the stadium, which hasn't been – That's not. so if everything is a step, that's the next step. He has the fan base excited enough to fill up the stadium again. And I'm like – I think but, you could have predicted all those things were going to happen just because of his offense. Yep. They were going to score, so it's going to be fun to watch how many of them can you get some wins. And then the defense is playing better. So I think this is a game. I don't even know if this game is a measuring stick for me. I think this is a game that they should win if the – I mean, Ole Miss's defense is not very good. Now look at Arkansas. They're still running on them. Yeah. yeah I, and, and the way they run the ball, Hooker can run it. And then imagine this. Both of them do up-tempo, but I don't know if anybody runs up-tempo like Hypo and those two. And like you said, it's nothing the Vols defense hasn't seen because I got to chase their own offense every day in practice. I like the matchup. I, I like it a lot. I, I feel good about Tennessee this weekend. It's the third week in a row that I felt good about them. It's a great question by Houston. Hour number two coming up. Jordan DeJani to talk NFL in a little over 20 minutes. Headlines next, including a Titan that you love is back.